still didn't matter because there was no script. They were coming downtown from a world of crack, welfare, guns, knives, indifference, and ignorance. Whoa, 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 whoa. This guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but uh, you really don't, Mr. News Reporter person. You, you, you just really making all this stuff up. You inciting fear. No wonder these people hate us, people that look like me, because you just put all this nasty negative energy in the air telling people this is who we are. How do you know that these kids came from a world of crack? You didn't see any of that in this. How do you know this information? Are you just creating it? Yes, you are, which is terrible. Man, let me tell you, this, 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 uh, when they see us got me, <laughs> got me on another level. But uh, I really want to give it up to the writer um, and the program creator, uh, Ava DuVernay. Uh, she, she did an excellent job. You know, uh, the first episode posted May 31st, 2019. Uh, I started seeing it all over. People were talking about it. I decided to take it in and, and think about what I wanted to say. What, what I wanted to use my platform for, because again, wow, the, the news just made everything so much worse. Like they literally crucified these kids. How are these people in the news not in jail is a question I have. Okay, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, it's When They See Us 2, uh, episode two, season one. Uh, there was only a, a few episodes. So this is the number two. The Central Park Five, are Raymond Santana, Kevin Richardson, Antron McCray, Yusuf Salam, and Kyrae Wise, who later changed his first name to Corey. At the time of their arrest, they were between ages 14 and 16 years old. Somebody's babies, y'all. Watch out for the babies. They were coming from a land of no fathers. They were coming from the wild province of the poor and driven by a collective fury, brimming with the rippling energies of youth, their minds teeming with the violent images of the streets and the movies. They had only one goal, to smash, hurt, rob, stop, rape. The enemies were rich. And then, need another for emphasis. Their enemies were white. What? How were they? I. Okay, see, again, watching this, you kind of look at it and you go, the news had a whole lot to do with this, too. Um, how did you just assume that the enemies were white? Like, how did you even assume that they had enemies? How about that? Let's let's go back to that. I mean, you're you're creating this this visual of, of a group of teenagers that lives infamous in life. I, I, I Really, you should do a special on all of these people that that miscarried justice, that that really put these kids in this position to be characterized this way because they created the narrative. Uh, if this isn't an injustice that 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 requires these people to go to jail or pay some type of restitution, well, I don't know what does. Thank you for tuning in to Neat comma straight up or on the rocks a podcast that asks you how do you like your life the only 16 year old in the pack now mind you Corey was the 16 year old and he was in Rikers Island and Donald Trump said something no evidence but he's talking you better believe that I hate the people that took this girl and raped her brutally better believe it.
Asking for the death penalty. No evidence. Why can't? You said, um, he got bailed out. Breaks my heart. A while ago. Wow. You know, you told me, though, the only reason that you got, you got caught up in, in all of this. The only reason? It's because you went down there to the station with him. I was hanging out with him. To help him out, man. To be so mama would have killed me. So he was my friend. Everybody needs a friend like that. I'm telling you, like, literally... I like the first episode, you know, I, I had to stop it at a certain parts because it just hurt. This this episode was was gut wrenching pain, too, because. Literally, Corey was at the store with his friend. His friend's name was on the list. Yusuf was on the list. Corey only went downtown because he wanted to be there with his friend. Like he literally was walking away and the police officer said to him, hey, what's your name? I'm racially profiling you. What's your name? And he said, Corey. And the, the guy, the other cop said, yeah, he's not on the list. And then they kind of got him into the idea of going down there with his friend. And because Corey was such a good friend, he spent damn near 12 years in jail for a crime he didn't commit. If this sounds really bad to you, this is real life. How about that? This isn't like me making this up or a fairy tale or just a TV show. This is real life. This is really, really bad. So it should sound bad to you. Wow. Now, episode two uh, just focuses on the pre-child and the trial of the Central Park Five. Um, that's what we're going to focus on in this episode. Uh, last episode, at the end, of course, the boys got together after they tortured them. Um, you, you can say interrogate all you want. I'm going to say torture. After they tortured them, and we're talking about not only the lawyers who sat aside, knew that it was wrong, and that the stories were coerced and did not make any sense, but the police. So after they tortured these kids for 24 hours with no food, no adult guidance, no lawyers, uh, and they just basically created a story for these kids to agree to because all they wanted to do was go home, lay down in their bed. I mean, they, they weren't babies, but they were somebody's baby who, you know, just started really becoming mature at that time. So they did this to them. And then this episode kind of gets into the, the, uh, the courts, the kids, the separation of families, how one trial became two. Uh, we'll get into that. And, you know, again, Yusuf got bailed out. Um, and, you know, his mom was strong, right? She was really strong. And, you know, the community back in Yusuf was strong. Those other boys kind of suffered. Um, and, you know, they really didn't know each other. But uh, but Corey and Yusuf knew each other. Uh, and, and again, Corey just was, um, you know, I, I chuckle, but... Oh, my gut, my stomach, I want to throw up. I, I, you know, I need a public enemy song right now. Brothers and sisters, 
track from that public enemy rebel without a pause album check it out if you want to i think it's one of the dopest beats around and uh after all this heavy information i needed to just bang my head a couple times and just really vibe so i had to listen to that track hope you enjoyed it right that's that's what i'm talking the best thing, like the best thing is to do it is like why i'm up in here why i'm considered as a slave you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. why my freedom is taken away from me the best way to do it to do it like why I'm up in here right. so when I do play myself I like you know what I'm saying but it's hard to explain to y'all man it's like I don't know you know so I ain't saying like it's going in one ear and out the other but bro if you knew what I was saying though man it's you different. would really be trying to like yeah I know it's be, different you know what I'm saying you would be trying to be like yo listen I'm gonna help my bro out man I'm gonna I'm 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 see if I can help him become a songwriter it's the same reason why they're recording the call that we talk about right now Millions and millions of dollars, bro. Yep. Welcome back. And I, I really wasn't trying to get at Donald Trump, but I mean, to be honest, this dude spent $85,000 to promote the death penalty on these young men. And he had absolutely no clue. So he's got all these people around him giving him facts. I guess, you know, the, the news media says from Trump Tower, from high upon Trump Tower, you know, we get some feedback from him. So. Again, it's it's not a real big dig at Donald Trump. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm with the prison reform stuff, but when you think about how he acted towards this situation, I know it was so long ago when people changed, but he really, you know, said something and he put his money where his mouth was and he had no evidence, no information. I don't know if that doesn't scare you. You you really should be scared that this guy is sitting right now. Um, in our White House 2019. So he's making decisions based on how he feels. And that's a bit much for me. So we got the tapes in, but we can't use them. Because they're all implicating each other and not themselves. You know what we have to do here? We have to separate the trials. It tanks the gang narrative. Not five trials, two, maybe three. We just have to find the right combination of defendants that requires the least amount of editing of the tapes. Good. Let's dig into it not going to separate themselves and right there she said it and said it and said it exactly what we needed to hear Uh, another gut-wrenching moment Uh, again Ava Duvali this is just um masterpiece unfortunately it's such it's it's such a sad story I mean she said we had to write we we have to find the right combination of suspects basically so that the tapes made sense and we could do the least amount of editing. That is admission of guilt, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, dogs, frogs, and cats. These people knew exactly what they was doing when they committed these kids, kids to this situation. The kids didn't do anything. The adults, 
This is just as bad as a pedophile to me. This is ridiculous. I mean, and and these are people that are people we're supposed to trust in the justice and legal system, um, especially these lawyers. You know, they know that the evidence is wrong and they're about to chop it up and give us this narrative that they create. And guess what we do on the other side of it? We start bickering and fighting. And you could hear the DA say, it's not like they're going to separate themselves because they wanted to separate. You know, this is what they wanted. It's how they won. They separated all of them. He even said, you know, we're going to we're going to mess up our gang narrative. Like, you know, you got a gang narrative out there. and You know that these kids don't even know each other. Two out of the five only know each other. And poor Corey only went downtown to protect his friend. So this is our American justice system. And again, it hasn't changed. I mean, it may have gotten a little bit better, but the facts are the facts. You want a separate trial? Well, we all want separate trials. Look, if the jury sees all five of those boys together, they're gonna think Wolfpack, it's no good, I agree, but the prosecution's never gonna agree to five separate trials. Youssef never made a tape. He never signed a statement. I got him out of there before Fairstein and those cops could trap him. Now, in my opinion, Yusef's mom did a very good job, you know, getting to her son, getting out, getting her son Yusef out of there. Uh, but she did a poor job, at least portrayed in this, as to listening to her son because, you know, in the, in the there was a there was a time where Yusuf was in the car and he was trying to, you know, just let her know that it's unfair and he could have spoke up. You know, I'm not going to stick up for Yusuf in this this, you know, but, you know, we got to talk about trauma informed care also at this point. And it is, you know, it's 2019. So we are mentioning trauma informed care and stuff like that. So, you know, he's been through a lot, so he couldn't speak up at that moment. But yeah, how, how hard is it to say, you know, my man. My man, Corey's in there and he just came downtown with me, mom. So let's let's try and help Corey, too. Let's try and make sure Corey, not just Corey, but everybody. But he knew Corey. Right. He knew what was going on with Corey. Um, and so I can't really be mad at his mom. And I got to give a little bit of this to, to Yusuf. You get a little bit of sauce on this one because you you could have spoke up for your boy um, and at least say, hey, you know, he came down. He was at the store with me. He wasn't even out. He got an alibi. He didn't do anything. And he ended up in this situation. And right now, nobody's trying to look out for my man. He's 16, which means they tried him as an adult. And before he was even guilty, they put him in an adult prison. Right. Uh, it, it was just amazing. The the amount of crap that went on in this thing, that in these lives of these people. Judge assignments are supposed to happen by spinning the wheel. So it's random. They didn't do that with this case. They gave it to Galligan. Rikers Island. They call it Galligan's Island. Ten times out of nine, he sides with the state. They don't plan to lose this case. Shit. Can they do that? It's already done. It's already done. They've already done it. There's nothing you can do about it. The justice that's supposed to be balanced equally is already tipped. So if the facts that I gave you before in episode one and now again in episode two, just by the commentary that you hear, not visually see if you just didn't hear those facts, something's wrong with you. 
But these facts automatically tell you that they're willing to send these kids. A 16 year old is already in Rikers Island. Um, holding it down is what he said when he met the kids before he went to his court case, holding it down. You could see in his face, he had seen something he had never seen before. And he probably should have never seen. And, and the judge has a name. His name is attached to Rikers Island. He's notoriously famous for sending people to Rikers Island, whether it's right or wrong. So again, the entire state, you know, the police, you know, they all knew that this judge was, I dare say it, corrupt. I mean, I could say it. I think I will say it. Corrupt. They knew that this judge was corrupt because I can guarantee you not all of his convictions probably stood up to the test of realism, right? The facts, because you look at what they placed in his lap. They knew that these facts would be uh, skewed all over the place. And instead of, like the lawyer says, spinning the wheel, they picked the most corrupt judge they could find and placed this case in his lap, knowing that he was going to be sending kids to Rikers Island because that's what he go. That's what he does. And they even have a nickname for Rikers Island and it's named after the judge. Oh my God. I tell you, um, the sad thing is that the times have not changed people. We have useless tape. We've lost our gang narrative. We can't find DNA. We have a sock. She is lying. Those little bastards shot their wad into a sock thinking we wouldn't find it, but we found it. We have DNA, good. The match will nail this thing down. How did the NYPD miss this? Who cares? We have it now. I care. And the kicker is none of the defense is aware yet. So what the fuck? We can test it right before the trial. She needs to be fired. Surprise. I'm not surprised. Surprise. The accused Harlem teenagers, most 14 or 15 years old. Initial reports suggested they were quiet kids from stable homes. But, but then everyone in the neighborhood started saying that they had some trouble with these kids at some point and blah, 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 blah. The neighborhood imploded around these kids or that is what the media told you to believe. So this is why you have to do your own research, people. You have to dig deep. I know that schoolwork makes you mad and you really don't want to do it. But if you believe when someone else tells you something and you don't do the research for yourself, then all of the information that you understand to be true that turns out to be a lie is your fault and no one else's except responsibility for that. At least do your homework and formulate your own opinion. If you choose to not do that and be ignorant, then go right on ahead because some true, some people truly believe that ignorance is bliss. Me, on the other hand, I need to know. So I'm, I'm going to stop here because this is like one third of the way through the uh, TV show. And I really want to show respect to this show. So you have to go and watch when they see us. Hopefully this whets your appetite. This is the part where the uh, where where Tron's father uh, realizes that he did something really bad. And I, in episode one, I talked about how and, and I played a clip as to how Tron's father 
uh, kind of sold his son out, you know, because he had a history of going to jail and it might affect his job. And in this episode, it kind of giving it gave you some insight as to how it affected him. And and this made me cry. Um, I'm a product of foster care. So I understand, you know, what a broken home can do to you, what trauma does, what PTSD does. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to therapy now, so I, I'm trying to make my life better. So I'm, I'm looking at this portion of this show, and I think that it really takes off from this part. And you, listening to me, if you haven't already, need to go and look this show up and watch it for your own. Two of Harlem's most prominent activists and community leaders. We are here to assert the position of families and many in our community that there is injustice happening here. Injustice occurred in that precinct when young boys, underage boys, were questioned without their parents and were coerced by police and prosecutors to make false confessions, leading to where we are today. We are here to point the finger at the white press who have failed. You have failed to properly investigate this. You have failed to ask the right questions. Thank you for listening to Neat, comma, Straight Up or On the Rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? If you're looking to reach us or give us some comments, some positive or negative feedback, you can send that to nsuotrocks at gmail.com. That's n-s-u-o-t-r-o-c-k-s at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We are also distributed on anchor.fm forward slash daydream the dj one word google podcast spotify breaker radio public podcast we are there reach out let us know what you think p <coughs> too much to drink <laughs>